Hey folks, this is my interview with local pop punkers, The Brotherhood and Co. It's a great conversation about the project's roots, which go back almost 10 years, about how they got into the local music scene as adults, the business of marketing a band in our dystopic techno future, and much more. You're listening to Garbage Hill, one of the first podcast network. Welcome to Witch Police Radio. I'm in an area of town I've never heard of before, and I'm with two members of the Brotherhood and Co. or company. Is, is it, What is the full official name? We, <laughs> we would like to uh, go on the record and say it's the Brotherhood and Co. Yeah, okay, so that... com- company is not, it's not short for company, it's just straight it's up just Co. It's just Co. We will respond to company. Okay. Uh, we will respond to Brotherhood, the Brotherhood. Okay. Um, but uh, the Brotherhood and Co. is the full official name. Yeah. Okay. Before we get into what that means, um, just to make allow people to put a name to the voice, let's just find out who we're talking to here oh, and what they do in the band. So, my name is Wes. I'm the bass player. My name's Keenan, and I'm the singer. And, and uh, there's two other members in our band. Uh, Brett plays guitar and sings, and Chris is our drummer. Okay, cool. And so, while we're just you know on the name, what is the significance of the name? Whether it's co or company, whatever you want to call it, where does it come from? Yeah. So. It, it, originated uh it's quite obvious actually is yeah uh me and brett in the band are brothers okay and the rest we of us were, uh, the are company the, the co exactly, exactly. Right. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah. so me me and my brother started writing just like crappy songs when we were 15 13 and started playing just like small coffee houses and like school events and stuff and kind of needed a name and we were like, hey, well, we're brothers. Somehow we have to let <laughs> sure, people know sure. that we're brothers. <laughs> uh, and the coolest thing that we could come up with is the brotherhood. Um, and then years later when we added it, uh, added more members and became a more full band, we added the company. Had to tack something on the end. Yeah, yeah, uh, sure, sure. And it's just something that's kind of been around already for like 10 years. And, uh, just from when you started as a exactly. duo? Exactly. Yeah. And it's just, we never changed it. That's a really straightforward answer. Usually people <laughs> explain the name of their of their band. It's like this really convoluted thing. This is just uh, makes complete it's my sense. my brother. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fair is, enough. That is how it's simple as that. That's simple as that. Yeah, I know that's, that's cool. <laughs> it's kind of nice for once to have just this like very basic. <laughs> okay, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so you, like you're saying, it's been it's been around for like 10 years. Um, when did the, the co get added on? Like how, yeah, how far so into it were you? Yeah, so we've kind of been a, this core unit of the full band sound has been together for pretty much exactly three years okay now um yeah before that um me and wes were in a couple bands in high school together and uh and brett as well kind of in he was some of those yeah he was a a hired gun for a couple yeah yeah he was uh he was three he was four like four years younger well still is yeah, I imagine that wouldn't have changed over the years, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when you're in high school, four years younger is a big difference. It's a big, it's a lot. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's a difference so between junior high and high school. He was right? never yeah. really officially allowed in the band because okay. he was just okay. like a bit too young. <laughs> he was just a hang around. Uh, yeah. But he'd play every show with us. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
But, you, would, uh, you would walk. So the the junior high was like the, a block from the high school. Okay. Okay. So he would walk over. Um, at, there was a couple times where he walked over to the high school to play something like at lunch, and then went back to class in the afternoon. That's kind of awesome, actually. Yeah. <laughs> so he's kind of always been around. Um, and then me and him would kind of do our side acoustic stuff. Yeah. Um, and then yeah. We kind of all played in, in bands together and stuff, and then we all graduated and kind of went our separate ways and went to um, different schools and like kind of all stopped playing music for the most part Yeah, for a few years. Yep. Um, and kind of once everyone got their life-ish somewhat together, <laughs> about three years ago, we were like, why did, why did we stop? Let's, What's going on? Sure, yeah. Let's yeah. start it up again. And uh, kind of from there, we've created this, what is now the Brotherhood & Co., Cool. Here we are. Well, like I was saying to you before we started recording, I feel like I've seen the name a lot, and I think it's oh. I think a lot of it's from just seeing show ads on Facebook and things like that. For some reason, and I don't know why I thought this, I thought you guys were from out of town. I thought you were a non-Winnipeg oh. band. Is there? Uh-huh. Why would I think that? Is that good? Is that I don't know. I thought you were from some. For whatever reason, I, I remember thinking like every time I saw it, oh, these guys must be from like uh, Selkirk, whatever. There wasn't a, a specific oh. town um, I associated our with you with. First couple shows were at the merch. <laughs> played the merch. Uh, maybe maybe that's why. I, I don't know, but that might be why. Maybe yeah, yeah, that's yeah. why. Yeah. Um, we also like me and Brett. Our last name is Reimer, which okay. is a very classic. It's a very Mennonite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Steinbeck. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. Steiner. Okay, fair enough. Uh, our drummer is Dirksen, so another yeah. classic. Steinbeck so I may have just like extrapolated from the Rhymers and Dirksons and yeah, yeah, just yeah. assume maybe, um, maybe. But no, we definitely are a Winnipeg man. Because even when it, when we were setting up to do this interview, I thought, oh, do, are these guys in town? Like, do I? Have to... <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to drive to Steinbeck. I'm, I'm not going to fuck Steinbeck. Oh, <laughs> man. Because that's not happening. Yeah. So I'm, I'm glad you're here. <laughs> like, yeah, town. yeah. So am I. Yeah. Uh, no knock on Steinbeck. But, no, no, uh, not at all. But no, yeah, we, we love Steinbeck. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. Oh, and I'm not trying place. to criticize them either. It's just, it's just funny because, like, for whatever reason, I had in my head, oh yeah, this band name is associated yeah. with out of town. I don't know why. But uh, that's kind of cool. Is that is that something that we want to maybe continue doing or just to imply it? <laughs> yeah. Should we? I don't. I don't. We're no. playing in Winnipeg tonight. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. On two one night only. only. <laughs> The casino. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, but we, we definitely try to get our name out there a lot yeah. um, and very intentionally do a lot of social media stuff. Yeah. Um, and when we have a show, we promote it a lot. Yeah. Um, well, you're obviously doing it well because like like I said, I mean, I hadn't really heard you before other than the name all over the place. So it's nice. you're doing something right, right? I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah that's good to hear. Um, it's a digital age, my friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. It's a dystopian future we live in. <laughs> future is now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay, so I mean... From listening to what I've, what I've heard of your stuff, and I, I don't think it's a stretch to call you guys a pop punk band, right? Is mm. that that's sort of where you place yourselves? Pretty, it's pretty. That's a textbook answer. Yeah, okay, that's, good, yeah. yeah, we would. Yeah. Uh, that's the easiest definition. Right, and, and, and the reason I'm glad it's an easy definition because <laughs> this comes up all the time on the show is that there's so many subgenres of subgenres uh, of subgenres of subgenres, and everyone's a something post core. This yeah, I mean, pop punk at least. Cores. Yeah, a lot of cores, a lot of posts. Yeah, but pop punk is pop punk. Pop punk has never just really. Start a band called Post Core. Post Core, yeah. It's probably a thing. It's probably <laughs> Probably, it's probably a genre, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, just to kind of place you in my own head, I like to file people away in little categories to figure out oh, where, yeah. the, you know, where you're coming from and where I would put you in my record collection. Hypothetically, okay. okay. top, so, like front, front shelf, front and center, with right, a display. Right, 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 right. Yeah. But you did this with B, so it'd be another beginning, right? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Genre-wise, like. Where did you guys come from as far as the local music scene? Like, what kind of bands were you guys listening to when you were coming up oh. before you sort of started doing this band? Like, there's got must have been some bands that you were sort of whether it's the same bands or different bands. Like, who in Winnipeg kind of inspired you to? Yeah, music? it's a 
Interesting is, question. I like this. This is not the first time we've got this question. I like this question a lot. Yeah. I like well, you want to take a stab? I'm sorry for the repeat. I mean, no, no, no. This <laughs> no. is a good one. We we got an answer ready to go. So okay. Well, you well, do apparently. Wow. Well, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm not thinking so much of local stuff, but like, you're, you're gonna, Keenan's gonna kick my ass for this one. Now. <laughs> Foo Fighters. I love Foo okay. Fighters. But that's definitely not local. <laughs> not at all local. No, no. But uh, we got like this inside joke where like every time we listen to a local band, it's like. Hmm, these guys kind of sound like... <laughs> we always pick three bands. <laughs> three bands. Like... It's like, they sound like a cross between, like, Glorious Sons, Foo Fighters, <laughs> and what's the and third We kind one? of always stall in the third always one. The third oh, your Foo one. Fighters just always hold but you up. Every, yeah, <laughs> always a Foo Fighters influence, <laughs> which is awesome. Good for Dave. Uh, but uh, That's not doesn't really answer your question. Not, not even remotely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But well, it's funny. You 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 actually are more into the local music than I am. I and I am just as as of recently, kind of when we started up our okay. band about okay. three years ago. Uh, I didn't know really anyone in the music scene. I had gone to uh, Providence College and had jammed with a couple of buddies there. And when the Brotherhood uh, was kind of ready for our first show, we're like, "Well, well, how do we do that?" Yeah. I didn't know how to book a show. Where I didn't even know which venues were out there, who was in bands, who to contact. And I knew one guy, uh, Mark Barron, had played. We had jammed oh, yeah. together at Prov a couple times, and I knew he was in a bunch of different bands. Um, so I just reached out to him personally. I said, "You're in a bunch of bands. Would any <laughs> of them like to play with this shitty pop punk yeah, yeah. who has yeah. never played a show before?" And he and we put on a little show at the Windsor. That was one of the and, first uh, ones, eh? That I think it was Merch and then Windsor, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he helped us out there. But yeah, growing up locally, I didn't listen to a lot of. Local See, that is now. super weird to me because, like, you know, I saw, first band I ever played in, none, none, first of all, none of my bands ever did well at all, but, <laughs> but I started playing in bands, like, in grade seven, and nice. a lot of my friends that I still have today are from being in bands through all those years, yeah. and, like, I don't think I would be doing anything, a lot of things that I do now, just in my day-to-day life, I wouldn't be doing if I hadn't gotten into the local music scene so early on and been so deeply involved in it. So how do you go about being a band without having that kind of infrastructure? Like, I mean, it's got to be, like you're saying, you know, you don't know how to do it, where the venues are. It's got to be difficult, right, to start out. Like, how do you, how did you even launch into that? Um, Instagram, like, honestly, without, without Instagram, I... We wouldn't be be a band. Very overwhelming. Like, one of the first things I did as we are a band now, I did air quotes, I (laughs) You can't hear those, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Um... We're a band now, so I created an Instagram account and just like started following um, everyone I knew who was in a band, okay. and then you can easily find which band they're in. Sure. Then I started finding which venues they're playing, just following venues and bookers and um, bands and just like different podcasts and yeah, different, yeah. different types of uh, media out there promoting local music. And then I've and and I have gone back and kind of done my research a bit on. Uh, on what I missed out on yeah. throughout the years, yeah. um, definitely mo- like mostly in the in the punk scene, and the pop punk scene, and kind of getting to know what was out there, and it, it makes me feel like, oh man, I yeah. probably did miss out on yeah. a lot of good stuff. Yep. Um, it's cool that you're able to do that that way now. Though. Yeah. Because I mean, like, be able to do that. No, before. like I mean, I started playing in bands in the mid '90s, and like at that point, obviously, Instagram and stuff didn't exist, and that was wouldn't have been an option. Like, yeah. you know, you kind of had to be going to shows all the time to know where the yeah. shows were and know who to talk to and meet people and get, you know, and, and it's just, it's cool. It's kind of, I think that the internet is is good. Obviously, I'm making a podcast. I appreciate <laughs> it for that reason. But, I mean, there's the benefit of, of so much stuff, so much access. But then there's also the benefit of so much shit. <laughs> there's just so much. So the problem, I mean, the, the, good, the good thing is you can do what you did. You can start a band, use Instagram, make all the contacts, find the venues, find the other bands to play with. 
But for every band doing that, like you guys are, there's 300 bands that make an Instagram account, yes. post two things, and then never appear again. And it's just like this detritus on the internet yeah, just floating there. for sure. And I, and I made a conscious effort. I was like, if we're going to do this, we're going to do it right. Yeah, yeah. That's what kind of sets apart the guys who fizzle out from the guys who, I don't want to say make it, but like that are actually active. You know sure, what I mean? Like, yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, because well, there's lots of people who say they play in a Winnipeg band, and then you're like, oh, yeah. What, 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 what band called? are you in? Yeah, yeah. And you don't know. Can't find them anywhere. They <laughs> yeah. don't, they're not online. Yeah. They got no presence anywhere. Yeah. Like, okay, well, I guess that's that. <laughs> well, it's the same thing with this. I mean, you know, I've been doing this for probably seven years or something now. And the amount of people who start podcasts and they get really excited for them and then they do three episodes and quit. Yeah. Like, it's like, well, yeah, it is yeah. tough. Like, yeah. playing in a band's a lot of hard work. Yeah. Um, yeah. And sure, if you sure. don't enjoy kind of the, the hard work part of it, the like begging people to come to your shows and the yep. driving all across the city to yeah. sell them a $7 ticket. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a hustle, right? Yeah, then, yeah. then it's going to wear off fast. Um, but if you find ways to enjoy that part of it, um, then it's like the most fun in the world. Yep. So what, if you don't mind me asking, how old are you guys? Like what what, what kind of age group are you guys in right now? I'm the big 2-5 right now. 2-5, okay. Yeah. Yeah, uh, we're both 25. Okay. Um, well, well, next week. I'm yeah, come on, man. Okay, okay, but you're mid 20s. That, yeah. That's yeah. okay. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. and then Chris and Brett are uh, just a couple years younger. So okay, okay, so 20s, early mid 20s. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm about 12 years older than you guys, and, and just like I like pop punk nice, when dude. I was younger, and I, there's still some bands that I still listen to. I wouldn't say it's like my favorite genre or anything, but this is a lot of that stuff. It sticks with you, right? You, yeah. you still like it. Yeah. How did you guys get into that? What were the, what were the pop punk bands that were mm. happening when you sort of first got sparked by the the interest of the, of all, the genre? All the goods. I'm talking Green Day. We're talking Jimmy Eat World, Fallout Boy, Foo Fighters. <laughs> Foo Fighters again, of course. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what else, Keenan? There's more. But There's there must a, have been like an entry point. What was the yeah, kind of? I, you know what? I'll I'll tell you one story. When I so the first when I started playing. Oh, that's gonna redline. Okay. <laughs> nice. So I started playing bass when I was like 13 years old. Yeah. Uh, for jazz band in my middle school because okay. nobody there was not there was nobody, right? My dad plays bass, so the bass were accessible in the house, and uh, I always used to play bass on or uh, not garage band, um, rock band. Okay. Yeah. Because my friend always took the guitar one because like <laughs> everybody wants to play guitar, right? Yeah. Sure. Right? Sure. So I got stuck with the bass, and then he's like, hey, you should play for the bass and jazz band. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Deal. And there we go. That's what started it yeah, off. So, yeah. like, I remember the song, because I always used to listen to old stuff. Like, my dad um, listens to, like, stuff from, like, the 60s and 70s, okay, like the okay. Stones and all the, like, classic rock that, like, started all the rock stuff, right? Yeah. And so he showed me a song. Uh, Kickstart My Heart by Motley Crue. First okay. time I ever heard it, I was like, what is this? Like, this is incredible. That is the song that turned me on to rock and roll and got me started with, like, everything. But would as far as pop punk... Would you say Motley Crue's a pop punk band? No, I but... I think in a, in a roundabout way, you kind of did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but pop punk specifically... Wes is really good at, at answering <laughs> questions that weren't asked. Yeah, that definitely wasn't what I asked <laughs> yeah. about. That's okay. You would um, be a great politician. Yeah, yeah, it's for like, sure. Here's an answer to a question. Yes. Well, it wasn't the question. If <laughs> okay, I mean, it was a good answer to a question. Yeah, <laughs> but it was. But that's kind of how, like, when we got started, that's that's the stuff that I wasn't even listening to pop punk. Okay. To be honest with you. No, okay. when when me and Wes, like, I think we started band grade nine, grade ten. Yeah, um, it was like classic stuff, like eighties. We, okay. we were yeah. all yeah, we were a classic rock cover band. Foreigner, oh really? <laughs> like yeah. Foreigner, um, Crazy Train was like our staple closing mm. song. 
Um, and the people Motley loved crew, it. Crew, Kiss, like that was what we did. So, yep. Okay, how did you guys get into that stuff though? I mean, like, <laughs> just because it seems so. This is an era where the internet exists, where yeah, you can actually yeah. hear other stuff. <laughs> like, how did you get stuck in the kind of classic rock radio? I think for me, it was definitely my dad. Like, yeah? that's okay. like 92 yeah. City was just always sure. on sure. Like, all the time. All my friends made fun of me. We just had a radio in the garage. And my dad got it from his dad, who my grandpa still has a radio in his garage that doesn't turn off. Like it's yeah, I think a lot of older on, guys have that. Yeah, yeah. it's on twenty four seven. It was always sure. on city, and I was just like, like my parents were pissing me off for like I have three younger brothers. If I was yeah. mad, I was just like, go take a lawn chair and sit in the garage and like <laughs> and listen, listen to music to, from twenty years earlier. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, and just kind of really, really like that like in your face loud stuff. Um, and growing up, like. I didn't listen to a lot of pop punk. Like, um, I mean, you definitely know like Green Days and Blink's yeah, biggest yeah. songs, but I didn't listen to a lot of it because um, I was listening to like yeah, classic rock and and hard rock stuff. Um, yeah, and we also like I grew up in a really Christian okay. household, um, so I was also listening to a lot of Christian music and okay. a lot of Christian rock, um, and even like. Christian pop punk. Sure. And some of those bands. Oh, like MXPX and stuff? Yeah, yeah. MXPX, Reliant K, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Hawk Nelson, all bands that, like, musically are actually very good in the pop punk sure. realm. Uh, just lyrically, it's not what gets played on the radio. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I was listening to that kind of pop punk without even realizing it was pop punk. Okay. And then, like, in my older teens and adult years, going back and rediscovering, like, tons of bands that I didn't actually listen to okay. in their heyday. Sure, sure. Just like catching up to what you exactly, missed, yeah. kind of yep. the same way with the local scene. Yeah, yeah. I've sure. just always kind of been behind, I guess. So, what do you think is the appeal, like the kind of ongoing appeal of pop punk? Because I mean, some of that stuff dates back, you know, well before you guys were born. And I, I think that pop punk is one of those genres that, like I said, I still listen to some of it, but I definitely place it in my head in a certain, especially like the more kind of skate punk stuff, like the the Fat Record stuff and the Epitaph stuff from the the nineties. I have in my head whenever I hear Bad Religion or No Effects or any of those bands. It's the 90s. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. I, yeah. And, and obviously some of it holds up because I still listen to some of it. But what do you think is the kind of ongoing appeal? Why does it work for kids who are maybe not, maybe little kids when that came out and are hearing it when they're right. in their teens now? Like, I mean, there's teenagers now who are discovering all that fat record stuff yeah. now. So yeah. why does it still work? Like, what do you think is the, the, the reason that that stuff keeps going? I think it's probably part of the same reason that I liked rock from the 70s and 80s okay. it's loud it's in your face your parents yeah. maybe don't want you to listen to it um <laughs> it's uh and like the punk definitely punk has created such a culture with with skating and yeah sure leather jackets and patches and but but pop punk specifically though i mean there's you know there, there's you got the, the crust punk the street punk all that stuff which is very different from you know, some guy singing a love song with, you know, harmonies yeah. and really yeah, fast. Yeah, it's very different from, like, something we would do. Like, that's that's more like us. Right, that's more, right, right. So, like... I I think it's it's easy to play. Sure. It's easy for people to listen to. It's re- Most of the time, it's, like, relatable subject matter. Yeah. Uh, it's catchy. It's catchy. It's high energy. People, like, bounce into it, you know? when you Yeah, go, it's fun to it, see live. Yeah, sure, it's yeah. fun yeah. to just go and see a show. I think it is, like... 
not easy listening, but compared to some genres, like yeah, yeah. you're it's not still like thrash where you yeah, yeah, yeah it's, yeah, yeah. it's you the, can understand the words sure. yeah, and like did you think it's it's maybe I've always wondered this now I don't know what your take on this is but do you think it's maybe a genre of music where you can write kind of softer more emotional songs but still be hard like hundred percent you can still play fast and loud but you can be like a wuss right exactly <laughs> you, can, you know oh, what I mean like definitely and that's hundred percent yeah. what lots of our stuff is like our our single Stephanie is lyrically. It's like, yeah, it's a pretty sad and like, it's a juvenile, sad love song. Right, and you can be juvenile too, pop punk. You can yeah, make dick jokes. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I don't, but. but you, <laughs> I mean, not yet. Not on record. Right, not on record Off yet. Record. Yeah, yeah um, sure, sure.
but yeah, you can still have uh, yeah fast, loud guitar solos or breakdowns yeah. or double time or gang vocals or halftime. You, you love still, double time, you, man. I love double time and halftime. <laughs> halftime half is kind of nice. Yeah. <laughs> halftime is nice. We got anytime, another halftime proponent here. <laughs> anytime I show the boys a song, I'm like, guys, like this song's really cool. I just found it this week. There's, they always are just waiting. Waiting for the halftime. There's part? a halftime breakdown. They just kind of look at each other. Oh yeah, yeah, that That's makes why sense. My favorite thing about pop, pop punk always is and always will be the part where everybody stops and you all jump in the air and then land at the exact same moment and hit the court again. Yeah, it's, yeah, and it's hard, hard to pull off. Like yeah, we the timing we're not is very we gotta practice. That's yeah. a good one actually. Yeah, as long as you land on beat, right? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> otherwise it's just adorable. Mess. I'm a big fan of going up like on the drum riser sure, and like sure. jumping on oh, yeah. to land on the beat. Just, as long as you land on the beat, yeah. yeah. You gotta, yeah. And sometimes you you're like trying to time it in your head, but you never practice this stuff. Right. Like, what? Right. You're trying to pull that out now with no practice. I'm doing it at Cowboys off the riser. Okay, it worked. Was that at the emo night thing at Cowboys? Yeah, yeah. That is the weirdest like Cowboys and emo. It just it's yeah, so yeah, bizarre. it doesn't make sense. We, but it was packed. Yeah, I saw photos of it. Yeah, it looks crazy. Cowboys has recently discovered they actually have a really good venue for live music. Okay. And not just not just country, country music and yeah. not just like nightclub stuff, which is kind of what they What it is, doing. yeah. It's yeah. a great venue. The um, sound is great. The sound is great. The it's, crowd is great. The dance floor is like the perfect size. It's a big venue, but it also can feel small. Like which, you, which that's one of the Canadians bars, right? Yeah. Which one is it? That's like right here, the Windsor Park. Okay, Canadians. I this is going to make me sound old. Pharaohs? Or, uh, no, no, no. That, <laughs> when, I don't know what it was called at the time, but I was working at the uh, college paper, at the projector at Red River uh-huh. College, and this is 2001 or two. And we got free tickets to see Smash Mouth, who at that point, <laughs> at that point, were um, were like kind of on the decline. All Star had already faded a little oh, bit, no, and no. so it was like you know, Smash Mouth, who were playing arenas maybe six months earlier, are now playing the Canadians Bar. <laughs> and me and a friend of mine went because it's free tickets. You know, I wasn't really a fan, but it was like okay, well, I'll check out. You know, of course, I'm yeah. 21 or whatever. I'm gonna go see Smash Mouth. <laughs> so we went to see Smash Mouth, and. Um, I can't say I would voluntarily listen to them, but they were really, really tight. (laughs) They were incredibly tight. At Cowboys? Yeah, at whatever it was called at the time. Yeah, yeah. And they were like just unbelievably tight. And it's from just like the amount of big shows they played. Well, yeah, they were uh, real bad. I mean, some of the songs I I still hate to this day, but just... (laughs) I was blown away by how good they were at playing. Like it was, it was flawless, and so you could fun. almost expect a band like that to just be like phoned it in, right? Mm-hmm. But, yeah, because right. it was kind they of poorly, one hit it's kind of used... poorly attended, and you know, like <laughs> <laughs> playing in Winnipeg in yeah. whatever month it was at like a crappy little dance bar. But yeah, they they, they killed it. So you know, shout out to Smash Mouth. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. And I've heard that uh, I wasn't there, but the, like, one of the very first times Billy Talent came to Winnipeg, uh. they played. Cowboys. Or oh, yeah. Whatever, whatever it was called. Yeah. It was, it was called, called something else but at the time. But, um, yeah. but, yeah, no, Cowboys has really locked into um, booking different types of shows. Um, and I know, like, Red Tide Productions has done some yeah, stuff Yeah, yeah, they've done stuff, yeah. Um, and they've done a few emo nights, um, which has become, like, a North America-wide thing. Okay, emo night. okay. It's not something that Cowboys just came up with. Um, is that... Did you guys come up on some of that emo stuff? Like, is that kind of in your... Again, I'm mean, going back, um, and but you're in the right era for a lot of the for kind sure. of that, that that more and that's why uh, emo night works so well because it's nostalgic for the people who are in their early to mid twenties right sure. now, and those are also the same age of people going out to the bar. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. If yeah. you're playing nostalgic music for people in their forties, they're not going to go see it. No, because no. they have kids. They don't stuff. go yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And if you're playing music that twenty five year olds don't like. Still, people won't go see it because sure. no one's listening to it. But if they've hit, an emo night will only be a thing for a few more years because soon, 
gonna us age nostalgic twenty-year-olds. You'll be too old. You're gonna too age old. out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll and still then, like that music because you'll always like what you grew up on. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's always yeah. nostalgic. Yeah. But you just like um, logistically won't be able to get to the show. Yeah, you literally yeah. cycle out, and then the younger people will want something. They'll, they'll yeah, be nostalgic yeah. for something different. So exactly. yeah, it doesn't. Yeah. So yeah. we're really cashing in on yeah. this yeah. last yeah. little bit of pop punk. Yeah. Come on out to emo night. <laughs> uh, <laughs> whenever the next one is. <laughs> if, if we're play, if we're not playing, don't come. But right, of course. Yeah, yeah. No, no. <laughs> Make sure you check the lineup first. <laughs> But I feel like you guys, I mean, what you do with the pop punk stuff, I mean, there's a lot of crossover there with sort of that era of emo as well in terms of the emotional lyrics and then that kind of subject matter. And yeah. While still being kind of bouncy and upbeat. and Yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure. I, I definitely, um, not necessarily emo band, but like Fall Out Boy has been, was, was like, that was my pop punk band. Sure, okay. Some people have Green Day or Blink or yeah, yeah, yeah. Simple Plan or Some 41, yeah. but mine was Fall Out Boy because mm. I think Patrick Stump's voice is like incredible compared to a lot of those other singers that are not right. as incredible yeah. see uh, those guys came I was already too old for them when they, when right. they came out and uh, so like I remember seeing them like what is this shit <laughs> yeah. but like you know it took me a while to realize that, that like wait this isn't for me right and it's the same with a lot of stuff I hear now I mean I think what you guys are doing is is kind of if you want to call it pure pop punk enough that, that I get it right that I'm not like even though I'm however many years older and I, I grew up listening to other stuff. It yeah. still it still fits, you know. But Follow Boy when they first came out, the way they looked, <laughs> the way yeah. they sounded, so I was they like, they were kind of the new like after Blink and Green Day had yeah. their heyday in the late nineties, yeah, early two thousands. Follow Boy was kind of like the next the next wave, thing, yeah, 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 um, of the of the similar genre, just putting their own spin on totally, it, which yeah. is really just what everybody which is what everybody does, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and I just think, yeah, musically, they're I don't think they're that crazy. Just vocally, I think they're they're really good. When, um, when they first came out, I couldn't stand them. I hated those guys. Yeah, hated their music. And now I'm like, I, I like it. I listen to it. I play it. <laughs> what what <laughs> happened? Like just something you. Just... I don't know. I I just remember that um, they used to play that stuff on Hot 103 around like yeah okay yeah. circa like 2004 five okay hated it couldn't stand it <laughs> and there's 13 year old me being like what is this shit yeah like, come yeah. on get this off the radio and now here i am like voluntarily downloading and like listening to it I'm like oh this is great <laughs> i think that happens though. i think you, you get exposed to something so much that it kind of seems like there's i i can't say i listen to much of it but there's 90s r&b stuff that mm. i may have never owned the record but if it goes on the radio and I can... I, the amount of TLC songs I know front to back, <laughs> just from being constantly bombarded with it, right? Yeah. And some of that shit is good. And I, I, I will, like, you know, I've considered many times like, going out and buying some of that stuff on vinyl. <laughs> just because, like, it's it's in your head. And, and it, I don't think... At the time, I was never like, oh, man, I love TLC. But I kind of love TLC now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think it's a testament, too, to how, like, easy your brain will remember music. Yeah, and, yeah. And especially lyrics. For sure, You can yeah. hear a song you haven't heard in 10 years... Randomly catch it on the radio, and you know it, and you can, just and say, you don't know how you know it. Yeah, Rat. yeah. And I think I, I like make that conscious when we make music. It's like I want to be singing words that people will remember, and also not be like, "Why do I remember this?" Like, so how do you do that then? What is what's the kind of the the, the battle? I think we're just point very there? conscious when we songwrite. Like lyrically, I usually write the lyrics before we write any music, um, and I do that almost like poetry, like just okay. not with with no melody in mind. Um, I don't even really know how to play guitar, so I'm not like trying to put chords to okay. it right away. I just I words just, only. Just write it out, um, and then sometimes I'll have a melody in mind, and then usually bring that to a Wes or a Brett, who can help kind of put some some music behind it. Um, and I think we write catchy songs, and I think that goes back to why people like pop punk. T- totally, yeah. It's well, it's just, earworms, it's right? Catchy. It's all yeah, yeah. We're not. It's not an action. Like we're constantly trying to write catchy songs. Like it's. 
it, it maybe it doesn't work all the time, but we're trying to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I think um, to touch a little bit more on our songwriting, no song we've written a few songs and they've all been written differently. Like we don't okay. have a process we follow. Yeah, and because I think that would stifle creativity. Um, and it not, sounds good. We play it. Yeah, sure. and I think. Yeah. As, as easy it is to call us a pop punk band, we definitely have written songs that aren't really that pop punk. And we have some of those coming out on on our upcoming EP. Cool. Yeah. And I think that'll kind of like surprise some people. Um, because what we play at shows is very pop punk. We like pick huge pop punk covers because okay. get the bar on your side. Um, and, and the originals we've played live for the most part have been pretty pop punk. Yeah. And I think we have some songs that aren't like that that I'm excited to expose people to. There cool. are a couple coming up that are quite different, if you will. Yeah. Okay. In what, in what way? Like, what would you? How would you describe them? If you had to slap they're, a genre on them, they're heavier. Okay. Very. They're, they're pretty okay. heavy. Uh, yeah, they're heavier, more like alt rock than. Okay. Okay. Than yeah. More like Foo Fighters. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. The jokes. Kind of. The jokes always like if you want if the band wants to write a pop punk song. We give the lyrics to Brett okay. to write the song. Okay. And if we want like a heavier Foo Fighters song, we give the lyrics <laughs> to Wes to write. Foo Fighters is one of those bands that like <laughs> everybody likes them, right? Like they just write good music. Sorry, that's it. That's um, fun. But would you say they write catchy music? They for sure write catchy music. I think music. so, yeah. Yeah. Dave Grohl's a musical genius. Definitely some really famous rock bands don't write catchy music though. No. No, it's no. a lot that don't. Yeah. But it depends on what people. Are I wouldn't for. say Nirvana wrote catchy. Oh, songs. they wrote absolutely no. catchy songs. You don't think so? I think they wrote incredibly catchy songs. I don't know. I don't know if I would. Oh, we've they got a we've got a difference of opinions here. Yeah. Yikes. You don't think? No. I think they. I think what they did. The, the reason they got so big is because they had heavy punk rock influenced stuff that had pop hooks in it. Like songs like In Bloom and stuff. It's like a super massive, uh, massive chorus. And I mean, it smells like In Spirit too. All those songs, like Barche Box, they all, yeah, they have the, yeah. the, you know, kind of, and then they have the other side, which is the really, really SST kind of like Black Flag inspired noise stuff, which is what I like. I like the stuff like Endless Nameless and, and Territorial Pissings and like uh, Tourette's and the songs that are just really raw and fucked up and crazy. And, and just... Right. And maybe that's what I'm thinking it was not... Well, I don't, they, like, they, I don't they, really like that. They shit. have the two sides. They have the noise side yeah. and the pop side. They have the yeah. they have the Kirk Cobain's listening to the Beatles right now, and then they have Kirk Cobain's listening to the Melvins, and, <laughs> and you yeah, match it yeah. together, and it makes something that sells. But there's definitely some songs that are completely like about a girl is on the Beatles side, yep. Whereas uh, Milk It is on the Melvin side for sure. And you know a lot more Nirvana songs than I do, uh, so I'll give it. It's because I'm old. Because <laughs> I grew up with Nirvana. Kirk Cobain was still alive when I was listening to them. <laughs> That's true. When oh, did he die? Ninety four. What? Yeah, yeah, that's when I was born. Yeah, yeah. Born? yeah okay. I was in. Uh, yeah, I remember when he died. I, I, wow. this, this is this makes me sound super old, but <laughs> I had just ordered, um, in utero and uh, never mind from the Columbia House tape uh, <laughs> thing where you could order. Man. Do you guys? No, I, I kind of know what you're talking about. But it was is it like the internet. No, the no internet. <laughs> you get this. It sounds ridiculous. It sounds ridiculous in the age with the internet. Exists, loud. You, you get this flyer and you can pick. 10 CDs for one, 10 tapes, it's tapes at this point. For I still have those Nirvana tapes, by the way, uh, for one cent. And you order it off and you get, this is a big list of things you can choose. So I got like, you know, my first Pearl Jam tapes from there, first Nirvana tapes, Soundgarden, all this stuff. And I still have almost all those tapes. <laughs> but you order for one cent, they send it to you. And then over the next couple of man, couple of years, you have to buy like six regular priced oh, things. So that was the deal. But because everyone who's signing up was minors, they couldn't legally enforce it. So tons of people would go and buy a whole bunch of free ones. And then like, oh, sorry, I'm 11. You can't do you know. <laughs> So that's why it shut down eventually. Uh -huh. but, 
But I got... I don't remember exactly when it was. It, I think I've told this story before that it was the same week. might have been a couple weeks earlier. But I had literally just got my first Nirvana tapes. And then in the paper, singer of Nirvana kills himself. Wow. And I'm just like, oh, I just got into this band. Like, oh, but man. but at least, you know, I, I listened to them. I, I can say I listened to them before he died. <laughs> <laughs> I was there first, man. <laughs> but it was, I think it was like within a week or two. And I was like, wow. okay, great. You know, I just, I just discovered this. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, asshole. <laughs> Yeah, imagine how his family felt. Yeah, oh yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was bitter. I was in whatever grade seven or something. <laughs> but but yeah, no, no. I think that they do have uh, pop elements back to the initial. All right, all right. <laughs> I'm with you. Um, no, but yeah, we, you've been converted. <laughs> uh, for argument's sake. Yeah, 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 sure, yeah. After I leave, you're just like, you fucking sucks, man. I get <laughs> never listen to yeah.
So one thing I've noticed about you guys, and, and this kind of goes back to um, what you were saying about the social media thing, and what I was saying earlier too about having kind of seeing you a lot online, is that I, I think you guys, whatever you're doing as far as the marketing of the band seems to be doing really well. You, you seem to have a lot of merch, you have logos that are pretty distinctive and recognizable. So how much of that was... Because, you're, again, you're, you know, this group, this version of the band is fairly new still. Mm -hmm. So at what point did you decide to sort of push that? Because a lot of bands, oh. they can't handle that part, right? They yeah. can do the creative part with the music, great, and they're really... But then they just, they don't know how to do social media, they don't know how to sell themselves, they don't even yeah. want to do that like part the of the business it. side of Yeah, a lot of people just yeah. say, forget it, I'm not going to do it. And that's why a lot of bands kind of fizzle out. We pretty much started that, like, right away, Yeah, I think. You, yeah, maybe about a like a year in. Um, at the most, yeah, it was pretty quick though, because you you did the business admin thing at Red River, so he's that the, helps. He's yeah, the business. Yeah, guy. yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm the I'm the creative digital guy. Sure, sure. Yeah, and, we kind uh, of all have our <laughs> our niches. I'm definitely I call myself the band manager. Okay. Um, he likes to call himself uh, important things. Yeah, it just really means babysitter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's very needed, <laughs> especially in our band. Um, and Wes does a lot of like the. Um, yeah, kind of the the content stuff. Uh, designed our website and um, and the uh, the new online shop, which is live now. tbhband.com slash shop. I think I saw that today. I was looking at the website. Yeah, we got we got all kinds of stuff. On I there. noticed I mean, that you had got, like some unconventional merch too. Eh? Oh yeah, we got glow in the dark picks. We got giant. Pick I like how he has chains. it open right here, <laughs> just immediately. <laughs> is that your homepage or? I saw him queued up earlier. He was waiting for this. Waiting for an opportunity. I'm waiting for this all goddamn day. We got pick necklaces. We got all kind. We got show played picks. Does anyone want those? Is that no? That's a high demand. Get them before they sell out. That's gonna. I don't think I've seen a band sell those. I mean, people throw them in the audience, but exactly. Nobody's doing it. Right. Right. Get it on the ground floor. Exactly. Someone's got to do it first. That's the thing. Like we have fun with it. Yeah. Sure. Sure. And it's fun to do things like have a really professional looking website. Even yep. if no one's going on it. Like, right. It's fun for us. And part of it, I'd say the biggest part of this band is just for us. Oh, yeah, 100%. Sure, sure, We're not sure. playing to packed out venues. Um, we don't have tons of fans. Yeah. We have friends who come out to the show. Um, and who might want to get a used pick. I was going to say game yeah, war. Exactly. <laughs> it's yeah, the same I thing. Say, I always yeah. say game yeah. war. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and yeah, like when... When smaller bands say, like, we made this album for you, mm -hmm. or we're playing this show for you, I always call bullshit. Like, really? You're... Come on, guys. No, <laughs> like, do it for yourself. Do it for like, yourself, yeah, yeah. yeah, and that's why we do it. We do it, like, it's a it's it's a hobby for us. It's a pastime. We all have real jobs, and... Uh, we're, we're not we're not we'll getting famous. Like, we're, yeah, not, yeah, we're sure, not trying sure. to make it big. We're not trying to, you know, be rock stars. No, but it, we, we do bring a level of, like, professionalism to it that I think yeah. lots of local bands don't. Yeah. And that's no knock on them. It's a lot of hard work. Yeah. Well, it's a different skill set, too. It's a different... Like, I mean, a lot yeah. of people are, are just, like, they can turn out 10 albums in a year. Yeah. But they have no clue how to do this stuff, and they, they yeah. don't bother, and it just... Yeah. Uh, it doesn't get heard as much. I mean, you guys, might, because of this, might be heard by more people than some guy who is... Put out ten albums, and you think quantity-wise, <laughs> yeah. you should have been heard by a lot more people. But For sure. yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure, and that's that's the the business side. Yeah. Of it. So um, on the flip side of that, and I mean no offense to this, I don't, I'm not directing this to you guys, but one of my kind of regular criticisms of bands these days, that <laughs> if people listen to the show, they've heard me complain about for years now, is that I see a lot of bands who they've just started. And they immediately have this like super fancy website. They got a banner behind them on stage. They're selling T-shirts. They're selling merch, and they haven't even bothered to exist yet i mean like you said this has been a thing that's 10 years in the work so it doesn't apply here but i mean what's the kind of balance of doing that level of marketing push versus making the music good 
first. You know what I mean? Because like, yeah. you can go too far either way. There's a fine line. There's a fine balance between trying to push your like if you come out you know it's your first show and you've already got t-shirts for sale yeah. it and it happens a lot too yeah right. and it, it almost seems like they're doing it to try to make money i mean they sure, probably are like, isn't isn't everybody trying to make some money but like it, it almost seems like they're not doing it for the music they're just doing it to make some money yeah sure which sure. shouldn't be the first thing when you're doing music in my opinion i, I don't know I think it kind of depends what you're trying to do too and like is it your first show as a band or are you like a new band who has a lot of prior experience and your sure. members have played in bands before well yeah. that happens a lot in Winnipeg too yeah. oh yeah, yeah. yeah it's so incestuous everyone just recycles yeah. bands yep. every two years yep absolutely yeah. um and I think that's another thing that we haven't done like us us core three guys this is kind of the only band we've ever been in as as adults. which is rare I think pretty much yeah and, and uh and that I think that means we like each other Maybe, and I yeah. think that means we work well together which I think then goes into writing good songs and having merch and doing sure. a lot of the other yeah. stuff because we we spend a lot of time together and plan this out um, and uh, and yeah there's definitely a fine line sometimes we we try and when we have a lot of things to plan and discuss we try and do it not in the practice space um, because we get distracted and we really just want to play music it takes away from that yeah yeah um, we just do it in the group chat and uh, <laughs> right, right, well right. yes yes and we also sometimes have like meetings like planning meetings okay. um, when we actually have to like get yeah. in a room together and, and plan a bunch of stuff um, and I think separating that actually helps yeah both yeah. both ends of it sure I can see that um, because then you're planning and you're Planning your calendar and your uh, merch prices and your set lists and and all that yep. stuff doesn't get uh, swept under because some guy's trying to like write a riff. Yeah, yeah. While you're talking. Yeah, and he's getting annoyed <laughs> because he's trying to listen to what he's doing and yeah, you guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. sure, um, sure. So just kind of levels of that, like taking ourselves a little seriously, but not too. Not seriously. overly seriously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember when we were we had kind of jammed for six months. And we're like, hey, like we should do some shows, and we had to decide kind of how seriously we want to take it yeah it's lots of fun to like drink in my parents basement and jam out to the same sure, sure. five songs for an hour and then like play xbox like that was fun <laughs> that was lots of fun yeah but yeah. <laughs> what is also fun is playing like shows to like a hundred people yeah yeah and oh yeah big selling shirts and yep. yeah and feeling that adrenaline so it's it's trying to find that balance and i think we've done a good job we're making a lot of money off this band. Yeah. That's not what I said. <laughs> I'm surprised. <laughs> not, not at all what I said. Um, you're not wrong. <laughs> so you have the new single out, and you said you're working on an EP. Mm-hmm. What's the kind of time timeline for the yeah, EP? Yeah, so what Stephanie you, is wow. out right now on all major streaming platforms. Listen to it. We need the streams, please. We're talking Spotify, obviously. We're talking Apple Music, clearly. I don't know what else. It is. iTunes, Google Play. iTunes is dead now. I Deezer. Think. I just bought it actually, so oh. we have for sure one bought next summer. I guess it's, <laughs> it's dead. Deezer, title, whatever. What's uh, it's everywhere. All that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then EP is all recorded. Oh, cool. Um, okay. We're doing it all ourselves, so it's been recorded for at least eight months. That's okay. also that, incorrect. That is correct. It's six months. Six months. Yeah. <laughs> Might be doing it yourself has a lot of pros and cons. Um, a pro is deciding when you want to put it out. And yeah. we haven't decided yet. Okay. I well, think, we decided it was I supposed think, to be last spring. <laughs> That's so yeah. It's out now. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think uh, I think it'll be done, ready to go, 
within a month or two. Okay. Um, but then all of a sudden you're hitting winter and Christmas and we don't, we don't want to put it out. We don't want to compete winter. with that. Okay. Um, so if it is kind of ready in that like end of November, December, we'll probably hold off until spring. Okay. Um, and then also you don't want to, we'd love to do like a big release show and you don't want to do that in winter. Sure. Because there's so many other things happening too. Yeah. And, and people are away and everything. Yeah. Nobody wants to go outside yeah, in the winter. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. I don't want to leave my It's house. hard enough to get people to go to a show in Winnipeg anyway. Yeah. Right? So yeah. Yeah. Makes so sense. then we would probably, if that's the case, then probably hold off uh, for a spring release and maybe even hold off longer for the release show. Okay. Yeah. But, uh, so we're looking at like at least a few months. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. It like it'll be done sooner, and I'll listen to it every day <laughs> because again, I do this band for me. Right, right, right. right. I enjoy the music, yeah. so I will listen to it at work. <laughs> That's where I do most of our uh, test test listenings. Is so. if you work with Keenan, turn it off now. Yeah, yeah you didn't hear that. <laughs> Rewind, erase. <laughs> um, are you, when it comes out, are you going to be releasing it physically or just just the digital stuff? I'd like to do physically. Um, yep. We're we're getting vinyls printed. Uh, no, oh. <laughs> probably not vinyls, just because it's so expensive. It's crazy expensive. Yeah, um, we're not getting vinyls, and printed. we we wouldn't sell any. I'd like to do <laughs> I'd like to do CDs. Yeah, yeah. I still I still buy lots of CDs. I do too. Yeah. Um, especially locally stuff at shows. Um, and I would I think if we whatever made. Made a couple hundred, and we would have those probably for the rest of our lives. But we could, <laughs> you have a box yeah. that travels exactly, from house to house with exactly. you. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but I'd like to be able to like hold it in my hand. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Um, you had a cool idea a little while ago. I was thinking uh, USB sticks, like yeah. sell USB sticks yeah. with the tracks preloaded, the artwork, everything. You can buy like I don't know. Should I tell? I, I'm not going to go into the business side, but. They'd be cheaper than CDs. Sure. Well, now and, CDs are harder to find now. But yeah. You used to be able to buy stacks for like twenty bucks. You know. Yeah. Can plug in any new car. You have a USB port. Yeah. You can actually right. just plug it into your car right. as you would a CD and just listen to and it. Most like new that. cars don't even have CD players. I know now. it's horrifying. Yeah. 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 So. Um, I, so yeah, we'll, I feel we'll like that was the thing. Physically. I feel like that was a thing that was trying to happen at one point a few years ago, and then it just didn't. I'm, I'm actually surprised because it makes a lot of sense. Like it seems yeah. like a like my to... my car has a USB port on it. Oh yeah. Um, like you can plug your phone into it or you can just plug like a hard, like, I don't know, a hard drive or something, but I have done it. It works. So, I mean, yeah, a lot of bands also do just like a download card. A download card, yeah. So there's oh, something yeah. to, to buy. And, the CD is the thing you buy. something and, to yeah. hold. Yeah. Um, and then you can obviously go down and go that, download the tunes. That would be on tbhband.com slash shop, of course. Of course. Um, yes, of course. Yeah. You got to plug the shop, right? Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of Wes's thing. He, uh, Wes usually doesn't get a mic. Uh, I don't. I don't sing shows for don't. obvious reasons. If you're listening to this podcast, um, but once a show, he steals a mic and plugs the shop. Yeah. Last time I did it, it did not go over well. The crowd was like very dead. It was like <laughs> I was about to say like, "Come on, guys! Like, what are you doing?" But they just I'm giving you gold here. Yeah. And they were just. So Wes is thinking he might retire the bit. I might have to retire the tbhband.com/shop bit um, after this podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Clearly, it's not. At least three or four. Yeah. This one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, so people are hearing you for the first time. Aside from going to the shop, what's the best way uh, for them to hear your music and find out more about what you guys are doing? Yeah, Spotify. Uh, Spotify, Apple Music. I'm sure most people listening to this are listening to it through that. Um, I don't know. Hard to say. Yeah. I don't, I don't use any of those. I but the, I feel uh, like I'm, I'm unusual in that Yeah, regard. yeah. Because um, most people I know do use one of those things. Yeah, yeah we're definitely on all the streaming services. Um, Sound Phrase and Fury put out a, uh, a YouTube video for us, of just like, like an audio video on YouTube. Um, so it's on there. Follow us on our socials, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, yep. uh, The Brotherhood and Co. We're, we're pretty good at keeping that stuff up to date and, okay. yep. and talking about what's coming up. And 
and showing nice, pretty pictures of ourselves. We uh, recently changed our logo. I noticed that, yeah. Um, so the old stuff is now vintage. So okay. we got a so few left in stock. Do you charge more for it or what? Uh, there's a couple left in stock. Yeah. You might have to check out tbhband.com slash shop <laughs> and uh, see what we have available. <laughs> yeah, no, we, uh, we kind of did. Kind of the beginning of this year, we like decided to ramp it up like another step with, with how much of the merch and yeah. business side of it we wanted yeah, yeah. to do yeah. uh and with that came a new logo and kind of like a new era um okay yeah some uh some member uh, member changes and uh and kind of with our new sound and our new ep it made sense to do a to do a logo change which is like the easy version of doing a name change because sure. like that would yeah. be awful yeah that would suck to, you built up all this whatever yeah. it is you built to that point it's just and now it's gone the yeah. Window, yeah. yeah yeah that sucks especially in a google era where searching for things oh. is like well, like yeah, so many deal, yeah. things, like like we have a Manitoba music profile, right? You have to that change I don't that. use a lot, yeah, yeah, and I yeah. would never remember to update it. Yeah, yeah. So it'd be sitting or there for YouTube. Years. It'd yeah. sit there for years with the wrong name on it. Yeah. Logos so we're not changing Logos our name. Okay. Anyone asking? We're not. We're not changing it. That's that rumor's been going around. We're not changing it. Okay, one more time. What's the shop address? It's T- <laughs> oh TBH Band. And listen now, you might think it's thebrotherhoodtbhband.com slash shop. Isn't Brotherhood one word though? No, well, <laughs> just shouldn't it be TB yeah, band? Yeah, but the original logo we had was TBH. Sure, okay, fair enough. TBH yeah. plays on the To Be Honest. Which okay, yeah, yeah, is, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And to be honest, thing. I mean, you might have to check out the website. Not gonna to lie. be honest, you might have to listen to Stephanie. You might have to check out the shop. You might have to come to a show. <laughs> All right. You might have to say hi. Listen, I'll give you if you come to our next show and say you heard us on Witch Police Radio, you will get a free sticker. Cool. TBH band sticker. Cool. Yep. When is your next show, by the way? Oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> we don't have any. <laughs> At the time of recording, we have nothing booked. Okay. Um, okay. But that will... We'll... It's because, guys, it's because we want to focus on the shop. On the EP. Yeah. On the shop. And the shop. We want... And the shop. <laughs> we, we've said a lot of times that we'll take a break from shows to focus on, on the EP. And then someone slides into the DMs like, hey, you guys available uh, oh, yeah, yeah. three weeks from and now? And you for... can't say no. No, you sure, can't say yeah, no. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, at the time of recording, no booked shows, but uh, we'll probably have something. Stay tuned. Well, the good thing about this being a podcast is someone could hear it six months from now or a year from now or whenever, and by then maybe you have, maybe the EP's out already, right? Maybe I would hope so. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> please, goodness, please. <laughs> so, okay, go to the the uh, the shop yeah. <laughs> and the website I guess is where you find all the information about yeah we got all, shows all our, our show listings and if you want to find out a little bit more about us as people we got little bios cool. on the website cool. too that's cool yeah okay and if you want to hear more episodes of this show you can go to witchpolice.com all 420 whatever episodes are there for free download and streaming you can also tune in on Sundays at midnight on 101.5 UMFM and you can hear old episodes of the show kind of given a second boost a few months after they air the podcast. So nice. it's kind of a cool bonus because, you know, like you guys are talking about, you have an EP in the works. Maybe by the time this airs, you'll be that much closer to putting it out and people can just go from their car at midnight when they're listening to the radio to Spotify or whatever, and there it is, right? So And stay up to date with that. Yeah, if that's you, if you're listening right now, that's you. You're Check you in the future. TBHband.com. <laughs> we got a news section. We got a shop. Right. It'll be updated. And maybe that vintage stuff will all be gone by then. Uh, so you better get it now. <laughs> <laughs> you, future person, better get it now in the past. <laughs> all right. I got, I'm ending it there. That's, that's the podcast. Thanks a lot, guys. Thanks for having us.
Cause it's sink or swim, lose or win, the cards are down and 